Hi guys, Scott here, and welcome to this week's episode of Popped Culture. Starting things a little bit differently this week, after we recorded this episode, Jason, Monica and I had a little conversation, and we agreed that the responsible and appropriate thing to do before this episode was to have a content warning. Now, if you've seen the film Promising Young Woman, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, I invite you to look it up and get an understanding of the film's plot. I'm not going to say anything up here, but uh, we're dealing with some pretty uh, horrible and crappy things in this episode in relation to um, things that the movie brings to light. So with that in mind, um, I hope you enjoy this week's episode uh, and get a lot out of it. And if you uh, have seen the film, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Cool. Thanks, guys, and enjoy this week's episode of Pop Culture. <sighs> if you have to say, I'm a nice guy, chances are, you really probably aren't. To infinity and beyond! Great and bad! Now in the world! I'm the king of the world! You ain't it! There's no flying in baseball! Yeah, who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. Elementary, my dear Watson. What's in the box? Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But why male models? Why so serious? I am serious. Now don't call me sure. Well, nobody's perfect. Go ahead. Make my day. Whisper something in your ear. Good. God almighty. You know, they put themselves in danger, girls like that. It was a perverted thing to say. You'd think you'd learn by that age, right? Please lay down. What are you doing? It's okay, you're safe. What are you doing? Hey, I said, what are you doing? Every week, I go to a club. I act like I'm too drunk to stand. And every week, a nice guy comes over to see if I'm okay. You okay? You are so pretty. I am a nice guy. Are you? One, two, three, I thought we had a connection. Okay. How old am I? What are my hobbies? What's my name? Sorry, maybe that one's too hard. Welcome everybody to Popped Culture. I am Scott. And I'm Jason. And I'm Monica. And this week we are talking about a promising young screenplay that led to the movie Promising Young Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, nominated for a lot of awards this award season, including four Oscars winning one, which is pretty cool, uh, comes what could best be described as one of the most uncomfortable thrillers I've ever seen. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. Yeah. (laughs) I watched the trailer and I feel like they didn't trailer this movie quite the way it played out. It was a little bit um, subversive, but Mm. I think that was done intentionally. Yeah. So we watched the trailer because I'm like, my wife was like, what do you want to watch? And I'm like, oh, check this out. And she's like, okay, yeah, let's give that a go. And then we sat there on the couch like quietly like, dear God, (laughs) for the whole night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's um this is an intense movie. 
Yeah, um, I didn't get to see the trailer, so I'm not really clear on what you you're saying. Uh, it, 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 there, it, it, a little more poppy. Yeah. Right, right. Well, I could see how production design, you could easily yeah. be misled by just what you're seeing there, the sort of, mm. uh, what would I say, candy-coloured yeah, pa- pastels and yeah, very that much was so. there. Um, it, it was done to effect, though. It, it had this candy-coloured palette, even with her character. Mm-hmm. With that her was hiding like a yeah. rotten toffee apple, where on the outside, nice and colourful and mm. sweet, yeah. but then there's obviously something rotting inside. And it, it was always just evident. And that's a testament to the performance. It, it was yeah, yeah, Carrie Mulligan yeah. just... Nailed it. Wow. Yeah. What a performance. Mm. And it's really interesting that like I was reading an, an article in Variety that was written by a woman when the trailer first came out for this movie and it was like, oh, Carrie Mulligan's not the sort of actress who's hot enough to play a character like this. And I'm oh. like, wow, I think you guys just missed the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazingly. Really? Yeah. And then they wrote a, an apology after the movie came out. So that's wow. what I was reading about and it was like sort of bad take journalism. It mm. really was. And I found a lot of reviews for this movie as well did not give away a lot of the plot because once you try to explain it, it gives it away immediately. Yeah, yeah. The um, you can't talk about this movie. Well, you can yeah. talk about the initial plot and then the way that it takes sort of a, a more personal turn, where it's sort of like this this woman who's going out to bars and pretending to be heavily intoxicated to pick up nice guys who always come to her rescue, who are always sort of more sinister than they let on at first, but then she sort of belittles and punishes them, and rightly so, and then it takes a turn where. You real you begin to sort of get into her motivations a little bit more. Yeah, I I really enjoyed this film. Um, ex- exceptionally good, but I also had an extremely strong reaction to it. Um, it has the skeleton of most films that you see a woman who's out for revenge against someone who has wronged her or wronged a close family member. Um, but I think especially now this message is stronger than ever with the increasing stories that we're seeing dealing with women's experiences of violence and what happens when that comes to light in the public. Mm. Um, And for me, the comedic tone lets you really languish in the deeper conversations that this film is trying to address. Yeah. It's got a... a, Not a tone problem. It uses the tone very effectively to sort of put you off. It puts it to blindside everybody because um, to your point where it says these guys might have a little bit more of a sinister motivation by taking the character of Cassie home, I don't think it's sinister. I think it's entitlement. Mm. And that's how, that's worse. It's yeah. It's like oh, far worse. Well, well, you know, it's there. I'm going to take it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly right. Like in the opening scene, free um, candy. Yeah, in the opening scene, you sort of see Carrie Mulligan doing her thing, pretending to be drunk at this bar, and there's a conversation between three men, just sort of saying the tropes. You know, drinking alone, she shouldn't be that drunk yeah, in a place like fault. this. <laughs> it's her fault. Putting you know the onus of blame on her from the get go. Yeah. And it's infuriating because you see that happening in real life. In anyway. political discussions, yeah. like yeah, mm-hmm. media, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's media analysis and things, or the way things are reported. Very much, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. The the media bias is ridiculous. I think so too. And this movie does a really excellent job in demonstrating um, the current systems in place that do um, fail women. Yeah. Um, you have the justice system, and also institutions, and in this case, the university. Yeah, university. Um, 
you know, women who come forward are simply not believed and therefore the onus of blame, again, is placed back onto them. Um, yep. And why would we ruin a, a, a a, man's know, an upcoming young man's future? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You see that in um, the case of Brock Turner in the United States. You see that with all the rugby players that are going in and out of court at the moment. And even it's certainly present with um, Brittany Higgins right now. Yeah, which has been uh, dominating the news here in Australia. So Australian this is, listeners, I'm sure you're up to date with all of the... Um, Going news on? coming out of our our wonderful like, parliamentary establishment. <laughs> yeah. yeah sort of, now uh, looking like you're doing something when you're not. Parliament cesspool <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> with their with their marketing campaign to be like, look how active we are and how much we care. They pulled that milkshake commercial actually. No, yeah. no, there's there's they've rolled out like more. Yes, oh I know. Oh my god, there's like. Have you seen them? There's no. I saw the milkshake one. <laughs> the <once>. Milkshake <laughs> and. Yeah, but that just to me is just they've, telling they've done about a series of a, a yes. series of ads where there's like a different situation each time. But some of them are like from sort of like two guys at a park and watching a group of women do yoga, and he's like, "Oh, mate," and his buddy's like, "Dude," and like walks off and leaves him. And well, you see that in the film as well. The night after Kerry uh, Mulligan yeah. in the first opening scene, she's walking by a construction site, and they just oh, absolutely they cat collar, and she just stares at them. And then they get really flustered and uncomfortable and angry and, and angry, and then they start hurling abuse at her. Yeah, um, I've done similar things. Yeah. If someone has cat called me down the street, I stop and I stare at them, and they get angry. Yeah. So that's the thing. They're not used yeah. to being confronted by. Their, they're not used to being. There's confronted. no. There's no accountability. And you don't have to say anything either. And that's one of the things about this movie that I found so hard. And you know, I was nodding my head every single time, saying, "Yes, I've seen this happen." Or, "Yes, a friend's told me about this." Or, "Yeah, my friend's told me about you know a, a situation similar to um, the scene with McLovin." <laughs> you know, sorry, Christopher <laughs> Mintz Plus. So creepy. <laughs> yep. Um. <sighs> I, I don't know. Are we are we gonna spoil this movie? Is that what we're gonna? Are we gonna I think we gonna, have to. I think oh, we I, kind of. I have to comment on that ending. Yeah, but um, we need to. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys have going before we do that, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So just maybe we'll spoil it at the end. Now that you know that it will be spoiled. Yeah, we're gonna ruin it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The I guess the clever part of this has not just the performances, but also the way that it constructs those moments of. You get involved with the men taking advantage of her mm-hmm. and then just that sudden cut to her lucid looking at them yes, and confronting them. Um, it almost gave this air of her being a little bit more dangerous than she actually is. Well, she is. And mm. also yeah. when she's pretending to be completely off her face, she gives them, every single person, an out saying, what are you Several doing? Times, I want to yeah. go home. Can you call me a cab? And they do not listen to her yeah. until she sobers up and they realise, oh, shit, she's conscious. Yep. She's going to be really mad, as if somehow her being smashed won't make her angry. Yeah. Mm. It's, yeah. But it's very cleverly done. It's, it's, it's really, really... I think even it's as the audience, cool. you sort of led down to, oh, no, this is all going to happen, and then bang, you see this, <laughs> as I said, a very lucid... Mm. Confronting, yeah, woman staring down your soul, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, she's and the staring sh- into the, the camera works of the shot the too. Yeah, yeah, they're, so they're like down the barrel. You're the perpetrator at that moment where she's looking straight yes. at. Yeah, and she and she carries it with a, a an, an intensity that is shocking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, Carrie Mulligan has this restrained menace. Yeah, when she confronts these these um, predators. Yeah, she, really. she yeah, it, it really flips the script, and she becomes very predatory. Her movements change. Her like 
bundling him up into a corner and like, yeah. like waiting for him, like the, the obligatory shot of him pissing his pants. Yeah. Like. yeah, and you know what? She's also not guilty of um, being a complete angel as well. She does some really yeah. atrocious things to other people to prove a point. Yeah. She teaches those lessons in a really ugly way. Um, both which of is which sort of like is what's worse kind of, I guess it leads you down that moral path of questioning like yeah. people's choices and, and it's also a conversation because these instances happen to two women as well so it also comments on internalized yeah. misogyny you have the scene where she gaslights um this madison woman to getting really really drunk and she's in a hotel room with a person that's been paid to look after her but madison doesn't realize what's happened so when she wakes up yeah. she's under she, the assumption that she's been or she's Something's yeah, happened. something that she didn't want and to do. And she leaves message after message after message. And that's a really traumatic thing to put through somebody. Mm. And the second one being in the dean's office where um, Cassie... Setting up the daughter. Setting mm. up the daughter, sitting, you know, harmlessly in a diner to prove a point. To show, well, the dean has made an excuse for the perpetrator um, who assaulted Nina, yep. Cassie's friend. And then immediately she panics because it's her daughter in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Knowing... Oh my god, she's with some strange men. They're frat boys. This is the worst case scenario. Yeah, she understands exactly what. And Cassie also makes a point saying, Your daughter's really pretty. She looks a lot older than she is. Yeah. It's sort of leading that up to saying, Yeah, see how it feels like? Yeah. This is what it was like for my friend. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it plays with tension very well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and it, it does have a bit of that nastier streak in the sense where we often have these films where revenge mm. becomes the only way for the out of uh, people to feel like justice is served, if you want. Mm. And I guess this one treats it in a way where the revenge being taken isn't necessarily seen as always justified. And I think it mm. holds that quite well, um, especially I, yeah. when she's got, I don't know what that guy was going to do in that scene where she goes, he goes, oh, so do I go in? She goes, oh, no, no, don't worry about it. Yeah, oh, with, oh, with the lawyer, yeah, yeah. yes. I don't know what he was going to do. <laughs> oh, out, yeah. <laughs> and that's also a really interesting scene as well. Um, Alfred Molina is a lawyer in this movie who does a tremendous job. He um, is someone who has a psychotic break um, because he defends um, men. Or he intimidates in, witnesses. He intimidates witnesses into dropping their sexual assault cases. Yeah. And you can see by the time that Cassie comes to visit him, he's made that connection saying, what I've done, it's yeah. He's figured it out. He's figured it out. What I've done is a truly horrible thing. Mm. I am very sorry. If you need to do something to me, go, go for, for your it. life. Yeah. And then she chooses not to. Yeah, that was a very interesting scene. I found yeah. it extremely powerful, mm. and also when you sort of see it compared to the other um, male characters in this film as well, he was motivated solely by money. Yeah. The others are motivated because it was there. It was. It was. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was there because. I guess in a male-led culture, men are, you know, um, seem to be responsible for everything except for themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to put it bluntly. Yeah. Yeah. Boys, boys will be boys mentality. Where you can yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. Like, oh, they'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Silly mistake. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So the third act of the film. The film is very also clearly defined and divided up into these almost mm. um, three acts of mm. revenge, I guess. Yes. It uses the acts. Literally, you get title cards yes, for these acts. In Roman numerals. Uh, yeah. Um, where she is sort of coming up against, I guess, the you know, like the ultimate perpetrator for what has happened to her friend. Yeah. And the movie takes a turn that I did not expect. 
are we talking about the character of Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't see it coming either and, you know, I was really rooting for them and um, I thought it was really effective to cast someone like Bo Burnham who has these boyish good looks but mm. still at the end he looks out for his own skin yeah. because his life can implode with the ramifications of a video of what's happened to Cassie coming out and he's there. And mm. that breaks Cassie's heart because she is trying to recover from this. She really sees a future with Ryan. And yeah, that's a, that, oh, that, that twist as well was very, yes. very shocking. Yes. Um, and then the way he flipped. He just flipped <laughs> and he goes, so I was a kid. We were all really drunk at the time. He's making excuses. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he even goes as far as it making excuses beyond that. It's um, that he, self-protective aspect to it so um yeah and i guess jumping towards the very end he also you know he then becomes aggressive as well like he, it turns back he into does that become violence a, he does of. yeah and um you know he also his defense of his friend and covering his own skin demonstrates that he's complicit mm. in this toxic mm. culture yeah of women being treated as things and not as people yeah and now the ending. Let's talk about the ending. Let's talk Just about a little bit before the ending. Um, this whole thing's overlaid by this bizarre relationship with her mother and father. Oh yes, I, I think we've got to mention that too. I think so, we ha- we yeah. have to. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like I can see why she's so broken and why she acts the way she does because she's obviously mm. dealing with a little more than just what happens to her friends. Yeah, uh, it's yes. Uh, it's, so so awkward uh, the family the family it is Clancy really Brown awkward. And, and it was Jennifer Coolidge Jennifer Coolidge yeah. yeah yeah and also um Cassie is a med school dropout and from an affluent family yes you know and the gift that they give her for her 30th birthday is a pink suitcase yeah to go and leave yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <Ouch. laughs> and the um i love the production design change too from like the sort of the the, the poppier pastel colors to like mm. ceramic dogs and, and chandeliers like really plainest house you could ever yeah. imagine you thought seeing. it was plain i thought it was um dynasty decadent it's like kooky and it weird was really and, weird and it, then like they're just sort of like their awkward family dinners that are like yeah that, that sort of like you know, I think we all had a friend in whose family was like that. <laughs> yeah. that kind of weird, yep. sitting down, kind of st- structured, regimented family life and expectations for even meals and stuff. You know what I mean? Like mm. it was really odd. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, but it it really does enhance that motivation behind her and her behaviour because mm. it does appear really a bit odd and almost psychotic in some points but you can see that there's a whole fractured background to her that's nothing to do with the other events. Yeah. It's just yeah, like tipping yeah. points for her too. It is. I also felt it was a bit of a double life really going out to these clubs and pubs at night, dressing up and, you know. Yeah, and they're like, they're away, you're working late. Like. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, as she's getting ready, she looks at videos for how to get the perfect um, blowjob lips and all that sort of yeah. stuff. And <laughs> I'm just, it's just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's very cleverly done. It is very cleverly. That tutorial was also um, by Emerald Fennell, the director. That oh, was, was it? That was her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, all right. Now can we talk about the ending? Yes, that please. Let me just yeah. traumatized. You were traumatized. <laughs> it really like sh- I just it was it gruesome. shocked me. It was it gruesome. Totally shocked me. Completely gruesome. Yeah. Yeah. And prolonged and yeah the. 
<laughs> yeah. Groaning in pain there, It Scott. was just like, I, 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 it's like it didn't, it started. So she confronts the final sort of perpetrator and then it just takes- At a Bucks party. At a Bucks, Bucks party. His, his Bucks, yeah, he's getting married and she sort of comes in the guise of the stripper and then she's drugged everybody and mm. she's uh, planning to cut her name, Nina's her name name into, into him. And then it suddenly just takes this very sudden turn where- she gets killed. He in a really yeah prolonged, grim death scene, and I was like, in my head, I'm like, she's that can't happen. <laughs> like, like, I it just totally, I, I just didn't see it coming at all. I suspected she was not going to survive to the end of the movie. I, oh yeah, I had a feeling she was actually going to die. Um, I just wasn't expecting it to be as prolonged and torturous mm. as it was. Um. I feel remiss not putting a contact warning, which we probably should have done at the beginning yeah. of the podcast, but um, she is suffocated to death and you just see her flailing around and this guy who and is just, just- the camera just focuses on- It just focuses on that for a good two minutes. There's no music, no nothing. It's incredibly shocking. And the following morning, um, you never see her face, but you see a pillow being lifted and all the smeared makeup. Mm. Yeah. That really hit me. And, and then their reactions. And they're their the way reactions. They're talking about it and yeah. the, the, the like, dude, bro, like, you're going to be okay, man. Not like, just that, but like, also, f- but again, reinforcing that toxic culture, You, it's not your fault. You mm. did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. He's just killed a woman. Yeah. You know, and it's, and they go, f- you know, even further by destroying the evidence and they burn her body. Yeah. Which it all, and then at the end, there's the sort of twist where. Thank God sort for that. Of. <laughs> yeah, that would have been even more like yeah. grim. Unfortunately, I find that that's, that's where the it gets bad bit. Yeah. Um, I just don't feel that she would have predicted it all that well. Yeah. Perhaps to be able to set it up so eloquently or elegantly, I should say, to. For her own go, demise yeah, and everything. Just to have it all work that way so perfectly. And Perhaps I, I think yeah. she did go in knowing that that might happen. But I just found mm. it a li- just a little bit too contrived mm. to maybe, yeah, to sort of at least give some form of justice to what was going on and make people not walk out feeling like, you know, that was completely yeah, depressing. Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> I kind of saw it a little bit differently. I saw it as, again, women um, also being told to look out for their own safety. I thought it was a demonstration of women having to be hypervigilant of everything. So she sends everything in advance. She sends the video to um, the lawyer she times these messages of what's going to happen. Um, that is just her looking out for herself, which, you know. I think it was like the backup plan or yeah, something like. Not just a backup plan, but just in preparation, um, you know, when you sort of see these news stories hit, um, everyone's saying, you know, don't walk home alone at night, you know, or carry um, your keys with you to sort of form a Wolverine oh, yeah, hand or something yeah. like that. That's women having to be extremely hyper-vigilant and responsible for their own safety. And that's what I felt that it was in, okay, in a very, yeah, yeah, in a very yeah. subtle way, but that's just me. I, I, I think I'm with Jason in terms of like yeah. the way they tried to tie it up. So it was a little less grim. There has to be some that's kind it. of- I can imagine how yeah. like how if that didn't happen, I probably would have- yeah, I probably would have felt worse. I would have it was just naturally so like, sort yeah. of led to- uh, yeah, rather in, than um, consequences, yeah. rather than it all being contrived. So there has to be some sort of payoff at the end. You can't yeah. let. Oh, I I'm not saying yeah. that. I'm saying that 
that was just a little too like if, yeah, if, sure. if it, if it yeah. like they got caught and yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. essentially it's something like that rather yeah. than sort and of it everything almost felt orchestrated them, yeah. yeah i was a little concerned when um the police were interviewing um cassie's parents saying you know she was getting better she's had these mental problems and then when they go see ryan bo burnham's character saying do you think she would have wanted to harm herself and he's like Agreeing yeah, to sort of be you like you see, you watch the cogs like you see the cogs turning, and you know, I just thought, oh god, her death is going to be swept under the rug yeah. as a missing woman, um, who was not well, yeah, who and, didn't that's, and that's what obviously where I thought it was going. And I'm that's like, where this I, is yeah. fucking horrible, yeah, <laughs> but it's realistic, yeah. I almost thought it yeah. would have been more like of a gut punch and like a mm. really stuck with me more, yes, mm. absolutely, but I mean. Unbelievable film. I'm like, wow. Yeah, not one you'll rewatch. No, I don't think I'm in no. a hurry to put myself through it again. <laughs> I, I but did, one you're yeah. definitely worth experiencing. I, yeah. I'd say. I did watch it twice, actually. I saw it when it first came out. Yeah. And um, just to sort of refresh my memory um, in for this podcast, I watched it again and I was still equally infuriated um, <laughs> and entertained. So. <laughs> It's but, but is it something you'd watch again, like for the sake no, of watching it again? No, it's, absolutely. Yeah, I don't okay. think so, but it is something that I would recommend to people sort of saying, should I watch Promising Young Woman? Yeah, you absolutely yeah. should. Yeah, I think it's essential viewing. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I, I like absolutely Oscar cred, like that script was amazing. It was, it was tight, yeah. Carrie Mulligan is unbelievably good. I would say also, um, surprisingly, I thought... Bo Burnham did a great job. <laughs> I didn't know Bo Burnham could act. I didn't know that either. I'm I'm very familiar with his comedy. Yeah, the, and the he's stand a funny up and guy. the songs and stuff are yeah. amazing. He did a, a really excellent job. Um, Laverne Cox is in this movie as well, and she was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was um, great. Jennifer Coolidge is in a role that I've not really seen her do before. Um, yeah, that was she's you know quite she's a turnaround. For she's Stifler's mum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Connie Britton as well as yes. it felt very kind of inverted to her normal powerful yeah. female kind of. She's Absolutely. in that role of a powerful female, but for all the wrong reasons yes which was really cleverly done Alison Brie was really great she was um yeah it's 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 a bloody good movie yeah yeah um it's a film that's definitely tapped into the zeitgeist of our current uh I guess social cultural conversation that's going on and um I'd highly recommend it absolutely yep promising young woman Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Pop Culture. I have been Scott. I'm still Jason. And I'm still Monica. Pop Culture is produced by, recorded by Jason Eddy, Monica Porto and Scott Souter. The clip for this week's show was the trailer for Promising Young Woman and the song at the end was Toxic from the Promising Young Woman soundtrack. If you're enjoying the show, please, I invite you to jump onto Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. And if you'd like to join us on social media, we're at Facebook, facebook.com forward slash popculturepod, or on Twitter at popcultureau.